You don't need me to tell you that the price of everything is going up. Gasoline, groceries, you experience it, I experience it, and many of us, we can find ourselves becoming anxious. Wages are not keeping up with inflation, the stock market as a bear with a really bad attitude. And if you look at your 401ks or here in Canada, RRSPs or TFSAs, you think to yourself, where is everybody gone? What am I gonna do? Get myself a new financial advisor, a spiritual financial advisor, Jesus. So it's good to see you again. Welcome to Sipping on the Sabbath, especially any of you who are here for the first time or any of you coming back. God loves you very much and God bless you for being here. Get yourself a coffee. I have one here. I'm taking it uh, to go uh, today. And I have said in the past that I like mathematics. It was my favorite subject in school. In fact, during my undergraduate degree at St. Francis Xavier University in Anagadish, Nova Scotia, I took two years of university-level calculus as an elective. That's I just gotta be me, man. I just gotta be me. I love mathematics. And we have a lot of numbers in today's uh, scripture readings, beginning with the first reading from Genesis, where we're told that Abram returns 10% of all that he has been given to Melchizedek. And then we have a whole host of numbers in today's gospel. Luke's account of the multiplication of the loaves and the fish. Five loaves, two fish, 5,000 people divided into groups of 50, and 12 baskets left over of broken pieces. And so with this numerical collection, we can make a numerical equation that 10 as 10% plus 5 plus 2 minus 5,000 divided by 50 equals 12. Now, if you're temporal financial advisor gave you that rate of return, you think that's uh, pretty good. But further consideration shows us that it's not really all that great from a temporal point of view. But spiritually speaking, with our spiritual financial advisor, Jesus, a little does indeed become a lot. So we have five loaves for 5,000 people which is one loaf per thousand people. Told you I like math. <laughs> so far, so good. Which is one twentieth a loaf for a group of 50 people to share or one one thousandth of a loaf of bread per person. Then we have two fish. Two fish for 5,000 people, which is one fish for you guessed it, 2,500 people, which is 1 50th of a piece of fish for a group of 50, or 1 2,500th a piece of that fish for one person. Now, that's not even a rounding error in the world of accounting, but the truth is that even though that is a small amount, and you may say it's even minuscule, like one, you know, 2,500th bit of a piece of fish. That's not like half a, half a scale, right? The gospel tells us that all ate and were filled, or a different translation says all ate and were satisfied. 
So it's not the amount that is received or given. It is the spiritual experience. The spiritual experience of placing myself completely in the hands of Jesus. Yes, there are many circumstances, many situations, people, places, things going on in the world, your life and my life today. We have questions, we have worries, we have concerns, but I put my entire self in the hands of Jesus. All ate and were filled. When I eat of the will of God, when I eat of the body and blood of Jesus himself, and I'll get to that in a minute, I can experience this same satisfaction, this same contentment, even though around me may be chaotic, may be confusing, may be dark, with Jesus and staying close to Jesus and relying upon him, that which I think is impossible actually becomes possible by his grace, of course. So Abram, in our first reading from Genesis, who will soon become Abraham, he returns 10% of what he had gained to Melchizedek. So he illustrates the, the spiritual principle of tithing. And he would later be asked to make an even greater sacrifice, that of his son Isaac. And so I suppose at this point, we can kind of press pause for a minute, kind of a little sidebar conversation here. What might be the Isaacs of our life that the Lord Jesus is asking us to sacrifice, asking us to give up? Are we hesitant to let go of them? Are we afraid that they're going to be asked of us? And how am I going to live my life without them again? All ate and were satisfied. Jesus is the best financial advisor that you and I can have. And we want to follow his direction. So if the Lord is asking us of something which might seem impossible, just trust in his grace. With him, it's going to be okay. And it is possible. The spiritual experience of tithing, Abram being an example for us, is that we return to God 10% of what he has blessed us with. And the truth of the matter is, and I say in all humility, I have been tithing myself as a priest to the Companions of the Cross for many, many years now. You actually end up with more. It's like throwing it into the wind. It comes back to us in different ways, of course. The Lord's incredible, the myriads of ways that he blesses us in our life when we step out in faith and trust in him, that God will not be outdone in his generosity. So might the Lord, through our readings today and our consideration, be encouraging you to step out in faith. Maybe we begin with 5%, making a donation to any charity of your choice, whatever that might be, moving up to the level of 10%. Now, I know, I know the economy is in bad shape. There are many clouds of confusion and worry on the horizon, but we just got trust in the Lord. Maybe that sounds a bit simple. Just trust in the Lord. It's not as simple as that, but Jesus, give me the grace I need to trust in you today. Trust in you for the next hour even and rely upon your grace and take you at your word. Jesus speaks to us the truth. And one of the sad numbers that we have today, 
particularly in light of the fact that we today are celebrating the solemnity of the body and blood of Jesus, Corpus Christi, is that according to recent opinion polls, surveys, 70% of Catholics do not believe that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. That is very, very sad. It means we're not taking Jesus at his word. How many of us have contemporaries, co-workers, fellow students, members of our families, friends, neighbors, or even ourselves, you know, have doubts, question, maybe not even believe. Maybe some of you listening to this video today really don't believe that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. How many people do we meet that say, you know what, yeah, you know what, I don't go to Mass. Maybe you don't go to Mass. Maybe you say, as others have said, you know what, yeah, I don't go because I don't get anything out of it. What I call that is the number one Catholic eating disorder. That Jesus is offering us the gift of himself. Certainly the gift of his word, the gift of himself in the sacrament of the Eucharist, his body, blood, soul, and divinity, the food that we need to sustain us on our journey through life. And Jesus also leaves us the gift of himself in the Eucharist that we can spend time with him, either in adoration or in a church when Jesus is reserved uh, in the tabernacle. So to spend time with the Lord Jesus, he did this for us. And St. Paul is very clear in our second reading. He is quoting Jesus. Jesus said, this is my body and this is the cup of my blood, the cup of my blood of the new covenant, he said. So we take Jesus at his word. Jesus is the best spiritual, financial advisor that we're ever going to get. And with Jesus, a little is actually turned into quite a lot. The Lord meets us in our occasions of impossibility and reminds us that with his grace, all things indeed are possible. To have this encounter with Jesus. The gospel says that Jesus healed those who needed to be cured. And so they were coming to Jesus to encounter him, not because they wanted to receive him in the Eucharist, and the, the, the multiplication of the loaves and fish are but a foreshadowing of what Jesus would do on Holy Thursday in instituting the priesthood and the Eucharist, but they were coming to him in order to be healed, and Jesus met them there. Jesus meets us where we are, but he also wanted to satisfy their real hunger. The real hunger that they had, the real hunger that we have, whether or not we're able to articulate it, is a hunger for God. I want to have an experience of God. I want to have a spiritual experience. And unfortunately, we look to other people, places, things, circumstances in search of this spiritual experience, but it never satisfies the alcoholic who is still in his addiction or her addiction is looking to have a spiritual experience through a bottle. God is our source. He is our strength. He is our grace. And do I recognize any way in which I'm trying to substitute him because I have this hunger, a desire to encounter him, but he also desires to encounter us. So Jesus gives the disciples in today's gospel very clear instructions of what to do. 
Put the people in groups of 50 and have them sit down. Again, foreshadowing the bishops, the priests, the church who would guide, govern, serve her, instruct her to follow and to know God's will for our life and to feed them. You give them something to eat, Jesus said to them. Again, foreshadowing how he would institute the priesthood to feed you and me, his people, with the gift of himself in the Eucharist. The people go out to meet Jesus in the, the hospital, the field hospital of the church. Pope Francis talks about that. The church is meant to be a field hospital, and I can receive Jesus into me. Now, when I go to the hospital, whether to have a regular checkup or for an emergency, I don't tell the doctor what to do. If I didn't need a doctor, why would I go there? But I do need a doctor. I need a physical doctor, a temporal doctor that I have, and I also need a spiritual doctor, who's Jesus, to minister to my soul, to minister to my heart. I want to have this encounter with Jesus. I want to experience today the same Jesus that the people experienced 2,000 years ago and to bring healing into my life. Now, it might not mean that I receive a physical healing. The Lord may say, I want to heal your heart, maybe of resentment or fear or anger, whatever it is. But to know that we are not alone, that Jesus is with us at all times. And if Jesus doesn't bring about a physical healing, it's not that we're doing something wrong or he's forgotten about us or doesn't love us. It's that he says, this is my way for you to join with me on the cross and to grow in love and acceptance of the will, the grace, the power, the peace of God in your life and in my life. The gospel says that Jesus is spoken to by the disciples. They say, we are here in a deserted place. Five different scripture translations use the word instead, lonely. We're here in a deserted or in a lonely place. And the worries of life, the concerns that we have, that again, are very real. Life is hard. Life is very difficult for many of us. And we have our struggles and our ups, and our downs, and our fears, and our worries, and our anxieties. What are we going to do with them? We find ourselves in a lonely or a deserted place that is actually a place of encounter. It's a place where we can encounter Jesus because we come face to face with our poverty, our hunger, our thirst, and our powerlessness. And if we but open our heart just a little bit more, we can have that genuine, true spiritual experience of Jesus accompanying us, journeying with us, and meeting us there in this deserted or this lonely place. But he transforms it. He changes it by his grace. The, the feeding of the 5,000 with five loaves and two fished fish seemed like an impossibility. What would you do? In that situation, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be overwhelmed with the, the impossibility of the whole thing, but not with Jesus. When I am confronted with what seems to be impossible, what do I do? Do I retreat into myself? Do I entrench myself and build up my defenses around myself to protect myself? Or do I remember 
what essentially Jesus was saying in today's gospel after the multiplication of the loaves and fish transforming a seemingly impossible situation into that which is possible saying and I'm just paraphrasing here this is the Alan McDonald translation of today's gospel it's going to be okay it's going to be okay trust me stay with me I've got your back. I am the best spiritual financial advisor there is. It might seem like a little bit, but actually it is a lot. And you and I, no matter what we are going through in life, can have today the same experience that those 5,000 plus people had when they encountered Jesus. All ate and were filled. So let us pray. So, Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the gift of this day. Thank you, Jesus, for each person listening or watching here today. Lord, we come before you. Again, we don't need to tell you all the craziness going on in the world. You already know. Jesus, we experience anxiety and fear and worry about different things. In many ways, Jesus, our life seems impossible but not with you. And so we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, first of all, Jesus, that we can encounter you and that we can experience your healing. And you desire, Lord Jesus, and in fact do satisfy the deepest hunger of our heart, our hunger for you, Jesus. We repent, Lord Jesus, of any way in which we have chased after people, places, or things to have a spiritual experience. Help us remember, Lord Jesus, that we always come up empty. The rate of return, Jesus, and following you as our advisor is a great one, Lord. Numerically, it might seem like a little bit, but spiritually, it's in a massive amount, Lord. And we want, Jesus, we want to experience what the people in today's gospel experience today, that all ate and were filled. All ate and were satisfied. Help us, Jesus, to remember that we're only satisfied when we know and do and follow your will for our life. Pray especially, Lord, for that one person listening or watching right now, Lord, who is carrying a very heavy burden in their life, that you would speak to their heart right now, Jesus. Pray for that one person who's been away from you in confession for a long time, Lord, that you would again also speak to their heart, call them back to yourself, make it possible for them to receive your forgiveness, the joy of hearing those words, your sins are forgiven, go in peace. Lord, we pray also on this Father's Day weekend for all fathers, our biological fathers, also our spiritual fathers, deacons, priests, bishops, who do feed us, nurture us, and sustain us with your word, Lord. Bless all of them, Lord. Minister to their hearts, especially today, Lord. Help us, Lord, to say thank you to each of them for the role that they have played in our life. If, Jesus, we have a bad experience of fatherhood, we invite you to heal our hearts, heal our memories. Help us, Lord Jesus, to let go 
and to grab you by the hand and to walk closer with you, Jesus. Mother Mary, St. Joseph, and all of our patron saints, please pray for us. Amen. Okay, well, there we go. God bless the rest of your day there. Uh, stay caffeinated. If you are new to this channel, please subscribe, please like, please comment, please share, click the notification button, and a bell will go off somewhere in your house as soon as I have a thought and make a video. <laughs> anyway, remember that when we are powerless, that's when we're strong, and victory is indeed gained through surrender. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>